Hey, what's up? Today we are talking to Adam from Dropout Kings. Every single time I do a post asking what band should we tour with, so many people say Dropout Kings. They are a semi-new band. They've been doing stuff for about four years, but they combine trap and rap and metal flawlessly. One of the best bands to do it. They got a lot of energy. They're out there touring a bunch right now and just really killing it. So really good conversation. One of my favorite ones I've had on this podcast. We're going to get into that in one second. But first, one of the best ways you can support the podcast is by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're currently listening on. We are one of the fastest growing metal podcasts in the world, and leaving that review helps push us to the algorithm and to people that might not have heard us otherwise. Our goal is to show the lived experiences of different musicians and different people that have worked in the industry and to inspire people to want to be involved and want to reach out into their dreams by hearing the experiences on this podcast. So you leaving a five-star review pushes us to someone that might not have heard it if you hadn't, and you might change someone's life. (laughs) It's like pulling teeth trying to get people to leave reviews, but really that's what we're talking about. We're just trying to reach people to inspire them to get involved in the music industry. So again, if you could leave a five-star review, and uh, I would appreciate that greatly. Thank you. So let's get into this episode with Adam from Dropout Kings. I am Johnny McBee. You're listening to the Burn This World podcast. All right, I'm here with Adam from Dropout Kings. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm perfect. So you guys have an off day in Indiana today? Yeah, van blew up yesterday, so we're about to get another one here in a little bit. Van literally blew up, exploded, huh? Like, not quite, but the transmission did. Uh, it might as well have then. Yeah, like, legitimately. <laughs> That's always the worst, man. That's like... Dude, it sucks. Yeah, whenever I owned my van, that was like a constant fear. But I've been renting now for like seven years, and it's been the the best thing I've ever done is just rented. It's expensive, yeah. but not having to worry about that stuff, man. And it almost like offsets each other because of all, you know what I mean? Like everything that goes in with fucking having it actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel it's so fucking hard to, especially when it's last minute right now, it's like so hard to find anything right now. Oh, I I didn't even think about that with how the like vehicle market is right now. That's a nightmare. Yeah, like I do marketing for Bowling for Soup and like, uh, (laughs) They're trying to get, they're trying to find this like last minute bus situation. And they, I was just on this call and they like hit up two bus companies and they both responded to their manager with like laughing emojis. So I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Shit, it's just, yeah. It's insane. Dang, that sucks. Uh, so, but you guys were able to make it to your show before your van broke down, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks. Thankfully, like one of the guys from the local, one of the locals, came, we broke down like an hour and a half away from the venue. We fucking almost made it. We were just like limping, going 40 on the freeway because I was like the highest gear that the van would go in. And um, yeah, we wound up like just getting stuck around like an hour and a half away. And then there's one of the dudes came out and picked us up and then we towed the van to the venue which yeah. was like eleven hundred dollars oh jesus so, yeah good time yeah i mean that's just you know it, it is the a lot of people think about like what touring is like 
and so much of it is like that and that's not what anyone ever thinks of you know right right touring is just rolling with the punches as they come yeah <laughs> whatever the punches may be right but i i do feel like dealing with that kind of crap like for so long throughout my life has like set me up now to be like i'm i'm really good at handling situations yeah I um, I could see that it gives you those like critical thinking, salt problem solving skills, you know, where it's like the pressure doesn't get to you as much. Like even when the van blew up yesterday, I was just like, we'll figure it out somehow. We always do. <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs> like me tripping about it's not really going to fix my situation. Exactly. Like and, and and I feel like as the whole band always seems to keep their their cool about things most of the time at least from the people I've been involved with and Yeah. It's uh it really helps just staying calm no matter the situation. And we've had crazy yeah. stuff. Like we've had uh, yeah, you've probably seen it all by now, bro. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been doing the damn thing, fuckers. I mean, I've been listening to you guys for a long ass time, so yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen so much shit. Yeah, I mean, having like we we were in freaking Scotland, and a a kid fell asleep at oh, the wheel in front of us. And he freaking smashed oh. into the median, flipped. We had to jump out of the van and go pull him out of his car and all that. Like, dealing with crap no. like that. <laughs> it's like dealing Wait, with... Wait, were you going to Glasgow? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's where we played too. Heck yeah. Did you play at uh, the Cat House or where'd you play? Oh, the oh, Grand... Uh... Let me ask my manager real quick. One yeah. second. How did you feel about uh, Scotland? yeah i don't know where the hell we were dude all i know is we did so we like just smoked like when we woke up in the van in scotland and then we started driving and then um we got pulled over and the dude was and we had like our vehicle was from belgium that we rented so it was like out of out of country plates and then uh we were driving in the middle lane and I guess there the middle lanes only for passing. So like he pulled us over and we were like, Oh fuck. And they like handed me the weed and shit. And I like hit it. <laughs> but then like we just smoked. So we were so fucked. And then, uh, the cop was like, what did he say? Oh yeah. He was like talking to us all normal. He was just like, Hey, you can't drive in the middle lane, blah, blah. Plus you're like speeding. And then he was like, and we thought he was just about to walk away. And then he's like, who's smoking hash? And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then uh, he was just like, look, I could do this, that, and the other thing to you, throw you in jail, blah, blah. He's like, but I got shit to do right now. And you're lucky. He's like, throw it out. And then he's like, I'm going to put all of your information in the computer. So if someone sees you and they got nothing better to do, like, you're going to get pulled over again. And I was like, oh, shit. But yeah, that was like... Oh, bro! This thing about it gives me anxiety, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, always risky traveling with stuff like that, right? I mean, oh, dude, totally. I mean, I, I, I'm I don't even smoke, but I hope that within like the next five years, it's federally legal and no one has to worry about anything. I think it's silly that it's yeah. not personally. And yeah, it's it's literally like having a bag of tea in your fucking pocket and them getting mad. It's like, dude, it's a plant, dog. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't even smoke and I just I think it's the silliest thing ever. Like if people yeah. if people can smoke cigarettes and kill themselves with that, then you should be able to smoke that as yeah, well. You know? Facts. That's super fucking true. <laughs> yeah. But uh I mean that's crazy. I we had a situation in Europe one time where 
um the swiss customs marked down that the merch yeah terrible <laughs> they marked down that our merch was from america because we are from america but we print all of our stuff in germany and we were yeah. going from switzerland into italy and they said no you yeah. can't you can't bring american merchandise into italy none of this can come and <laughs> and so we were just sitting there they're like no you literally can't bring it into italy at all and then they oh. thought we were lying to them about where it was made so we had to get a train from switzerland to italy we packed unpacked all of our suitcases put all our merch all of our merch into like six suitcases and then me and the tour manager took a train from switzerland into italy we like smuggled our merch into italy (laughs) yeah the swiss uh border is fucking nuts trying to get across into it yeah it always takes forever (laughs) do they drug test you guys with those clear strip things that they wipe on your hands and forehead uh yes yeah <laughs> yeah that shit was crazy i was like what the hell did they just drug that it was fucking crazy i was like wow <laughs> yeah that they're always so strict and it's always at like freaking three in the morning or something and it's just exactly <laughs> just the worst how do, how do you feel about doing the ferries to the uk oh it was sick dude yeah. i was like this is so cool yeah i, I feel like people like, either love it or hate it but i i'm always down yeah. with it yeah, I thought it was cool. And it's like relatively short. It was only like 37 minutes or something like that, I think it was. Yeah. You ever been on a boat that big? No. No. <laughs> it was actually what we we went in this tunnel. The train. Yeah, yeah, the train thing. Yeah. 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 Those those are those are quick. Those are kind of freaky though. Just thinking like, dang, I'm under the English. Under channel. the water. <laughs> bro i know so i'm I, we were like racking our brains like how the fuck did they make that we were right. just like what the hell yeah, yeah. so crazy that switzerland is amazing uh, switzerland is so cool mm-hmm. where was your guys uh best shows in uk and europe um the london one was probably like the best um what else was a good one uh I was going to say, I think, I feel like your guys' style would do really good in the UK. Like for us, we do better in mainland Europe than the UK, but I feel like you guys would kill it in, in uh, Europe or in yeah, the UK. It did, yeah, it did seem like it was uh, better turnouts and stuff in the in the UK specifically. I was, The short drives were amazing. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, but we, yeah, Germany surprisingly was really good too. And, uh, yeah, even Switzerland was fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I want to go back already. Who are you guys over there with? Uh, this band called Borders. Okay, I haven't heard of them. Are they from Europe? They're from the UK. They kind of jumped on the UK leg of it. We had like a few festivals in in uh, in Europe, so we kind of just routed like a whole like you know yeah. tour around it. Yeah. Yeah, do that. I mean, whenever, especially when the festivals pay for your flights, you're like, well, we might as well take advantage of this yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah, it no, was, uh what was the best what was your favorite festival you played over there uh definitely full force oh yeah in germany that shit was cool as hell heck yeah we we played for full force like three or four times like it was hell, like dude, it's so sick. <laughs> yeah it's it's one of the best ones because it's not too too big but it is it is large but it's not like yeah you know two hundred thousand people or something so right yeah yeah yeah. Did how did was it in Veropolis though? Sorry? 
Was it in Feropolis when you did it? Too? No, we did it before they moved to the new location. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Dude, they had like all these cool ass, like it looked like all Mad Max style and shit. Right. And they had like the stages were like shipping containers and shit. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw a bunch of pale face videos and videos of you guys yeah, and everything. They, yeah, they played right before us. I fucking love those dudes. They're so funny. Yeah. You think you can you you think you can scream rap like him? scream would do what like how he does those super fast like rappy scream vocals yeah i can fuck with those yeah definitely yeah it's crazy stuff i i i couldn't have the lung capacity for that yeah it is fucking tough for sure (laughs) the um yeah and and in the band you're doing uh you're doing like the singing and the screaming and all that and then some of the raps as well right yeah, a little bit. Like uh, I leave most of that to Bill, the yeah. other vocalist. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. does a little bit of singing too, for sure. Yeah, and I saw you guys at So What Fest, um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and you guys, you guys had a really good crowd there and everything. Um, Did you see me throw up? Sorry. Did you see me throw up? No, I didn't. <laughs> Dude, I threw up three times on stage that day because it was so I was so fucking heat exhausted, bro. It was so hot. It was brutal out there. It really was. Dude, it was hitting different. And I'm from Arizona, so I'm used to it, but like, God <laughs> damn, bro. It was just right. miserable. Well, you got the dry One heat. Time. You got the dry heat in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was very humid that day too. Yeah. So that- it was bad dude yeah no i I didn't it was like we were so all over the place because especially the stage you guys were on was pretty behind schedule at times yeah and so it was it was hard to jump around seeing everybody but yeah i I definitely was making sure i was checking up on y'all because every time i do a post it's like who should you guys tour with or who should we tour with dropout kings is always like the number one band people are talking about dude Hey, well, let's make it happen, dog. You already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, and I mean, you guys just got a lot going on. And um, just like Thanks, anyone that just like quickly skims over, like, you know, they Google Dropout Kings and see some stuff like articles and whatnot. Um, a lot of people are labeling you guys new metal. Do you agree with that label or? Yeah, yeah, I would. Like, I like to call it new, new metal. But, uh, you know, just kind of like, I would consider like new metal slash trap metal, like whatever, you know, people want to label it. Um, I feel like it fits into the mold of both. And I feel like we pull elements out of both as well. And, you know, like we kind of took the new metal thing and, you know, made it more genty, a little more modern trap beat stuff. So yeah, like new, new metal type shit. Yeah. So new, new metal. That's what you're, that's what you're going on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah new new metal yeah and so i i would agree too like because it's like you can't just say new metal is exactly what people were playing in the early 2000s because yeah. like it's modernized and so this like what right. you guys are doing is just the modern version of what bands were doing back then and exactly that's how i'd put it too yeah and because it's like i i don't know whenever you say new metal it's it's very much just you immediately think of early 2000s you know right and, and so yeah i would i would agree so in the early 2000s to you who was like the kings of new metal dude for like system of a down was my shit uh mudvane uh limb biscuit uh yeah like if i had a mount rushmore it'd probably be like <laughs> limb biscuit system of a down uh corn 
And then that last one's fucking probably Mudvayne for me. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Those are my shit. I mean, I think Limp Biscuit is the epitome of. Yeah. Of, agreed. Of so much. Like, not only just new metal, but like really stepping it up and being just exactly who you are and not caring at all. Literally, that's a really good way to kind of put it. Like, cause we're just kind of doing the same thing. Like, you know, there's songs that'll come out, like, you know, we're just in the studio that day or whatever. We write like a slower, softer song. And then, you know, maybe the next day it's like a fucking heavy one that we're messing with, you know, we're just like doing whatever and saying whatever, you know, for the most part, just having fun with it, you know? And I feel like that's like really the spirit of it, you know, essentially and trying to like capture that essence and, you know, we want people to feel like carefree when they're yeah. at the show, yeah. essentially, you know. Yeah, and so and have like a lot of dynamics. I think the dynamics right. are super important. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that too. We try to definitely kind of and you know it's funny because like when I got Bill into this band, um he had like, dude, I had to I had to fill him in on like 20 years of like metal scene <laughs> history bro yeah and we kind of did the same for like i mean i've, I've listened to hip-hop for like ever but he he knew so many of like the under underground people and like all this shit so like we'd always just be filling each other in on stuff and i'm like yeah this band did this that and the other thing you know but yeah so like having that dynamic is kind of cool because he's coming into it with the raps like with the whole he, you know what I mean? It's like a whole different mindset than like when I would write over a guitar riff or something like that, you yeah. know? So it's pretty yeah. cool being able to like smash that together. Yeah. And so he, you came from obviously the new metal metal realm, but mm-hmm. you got, you got him into this band and he was straight up from the underground rap realm. Yeah. I like, like I was in this other band called the bad chapter and like, uh, it kind of just dissipated and I was like, dude, I still want to like be relevant and like do stuff and have like an outlet. So I was like, I'll just do like YouTube covers for a while. And cause like being in a band after that kind of like just, I still have like a bad taste in my mouth from it pretty much. So I did a few covers and then I like wanted to do this Lincoln park cover. And I was like, I want like a real rapper to do Mike Shinoda's parts. And I was just scrolling on Facebook and then I uh, found this like AZ underdog cypher video that my friend from high school made. And I saw Bill on there. It was like four rappers and they're all just like spitting a verse. And I was like, dude, this is the guy that I want. And so I hit him up and then his manager responded and he's our manager now, actually. Um, But he was like, yeah, like, let's let's do it, blah, blah. And so, uh, yeah, we did the cover and then it did really good. And then. I was like, dude, let's just make a band out of this. And then it's kind of like how it was born. But yeah, it was just straight up pick that dude. I never thought about <laughs> being in a band or like none of that. So it was, it was definitely interesting. It's been a fun experience so yeah. far. I mean, you would never think that watching you guys live, he has, he has perfect energy uh, for it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely got that vibe locked down now. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's, that's really cool too. And it also shows the... Um, crossover from rapid metal that used to be way more prevalent. Like you would get, sure. you would get Snoop Dogg with Fred Durst, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that used to be super prevalent, but isn't really that much anymore. Yeah. And then you had like Jay Z and Lincoln Park with yeah. like collision course and stuff. Yeah. I, I wish yeah, that the mainstream surprising. metal and mainstream rap was a lot more fused. I wish it was, but I feel like back in the early 2000s, 
all of it had way more of an edge. Whereas like they've, they were both kind of talking about a lot of the similar topics back then. Whereas now they're so different. Uh, what mainstream yeah. rap and mainstream rock and metal are the, the talking points yeah. are so far off currently. That is really true. <laughs> that is really true. I feel like this whole like new metal resurgence and like trap metal, like, res- like, sur- like surgeons pretty much is, uh, I just feel like it's, everything's kind of cyclic in nature, but like, I feel like a lot of that's starting to finally come back around at some level, definitely not at the level it was like in the early two thousands. But I feel like as of recently there, you could see like a bunch of people like trying to kind of make that happen a little more like with Zillicami and like city morgue and stuff like that. And then I think Joyner Lucas did a song with like, I prevail. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And so you're, you're talking about the resurgence of this style. Like who do you, so you already said who you think the, the Kings of the original new metal, like who do you think is the current Kings or people pushing the envelope with the new, new metal or rap metal? Um, I mean, yeah, I'll probably say I prevail. Like, I feel like they're bringing elements of, of that into the picture. Um, let me think who else is kind of doing it right now. Even like fire from the gods at some level is bringing that stuff into the forefront also. Yeah. Um, like there's bands that are kind of, uh, they're, they're like developing, um, that are coming up right now that I've noticed doing it a lot. And it's like discrepancies and like this band jinx and, um, Oh, well, I hate when my mind, my, my brain drinks <laughs> or blanks like this. Oh, there's so many uh, bands. Yeah, dude, there is. But yeah, yeah, bands like Discrepancies, Jinx, Notions, you know, like they're really bringing that element and like kind of modernizing it as well. But yeah, like Fire from the Gods and I Prevail, I definitely think are like up there bringing those elements into it too. Do you think that you guys, like, is a goal of yours to do stuff with people like Scarlord? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that would be so dope. Yeah, Scarlord, Zillicami, like, Denzel Curry, that's like a big one that we would really love to work with is Denzel Curry. That would be super dope. Yeah, and I feel like stuff like Scarlord, Ghost Main, like that realm yeah. of stuff has the energy, again, like I said, of metal, but in like a rap mm-hmm. environment to where yeah. like if they wanted to have like unique tour or show, like having a band like you guys would fit like flawlessly. Oh, totally, dude. And that, you know, that's like really the spirit of the band. You know, it's like we want to do we want to be able to fit on bills that are like like that, you know, like or if we want to go on a metal tour, we can. If we want to be on a hip hop tour, like we can, you know, we can kind of change up sets accordingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, that is like, you know, the ultimate goal, essentially. And I also feel like that's like the cool thing about the band is that like we could do that you know which i think is like awesome because i've always really liked metal and i've always really liked rap like equally well so i think that you guys more so than a lot of artists actually combine it a lot more um and so i think that you guys are doing a more of a blend to where you could do stuff with artists like that and like the first time eskimo cowboy came over to america they toured with cottonmouth kings right really yeah and um yeah and but that really did not go over well for them 
But I think that you guys would absolutely slay with like Twisted or Cottonmouth Kings or, you know, yeah. that realm of stuff. I think that would be a massive tour for you guys. Yeah, that would be sick. And um, so like with this, like everything that we're talking about, where is your guys' focus? Are you trying to tour with like heavy uh, like core bands or are you trying to tour with rock bands? Are you trying like where's your guys like? Where are you trying to drive towards? Like, what's what's your goal market? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's tough because I feel, especially the landscape right now, touring-wise and support tour-wise, it's, it's slim pickings for yeah. the most part. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, so, really, it's like, right now, I'm like, fuck, anything that sounds worth it and cool and, like, the guys and the bands are cool or, you know, group, whatever... Um, but like, I like doing metal, like more core stuff, definitely, um, like metal stuff and yeah, like dude, hip hop shit too. I mean, yeah, we're all about that, like either one of those, but yeah, I think, I think the smart thing for us right now is to really just stay true to like the roots of what we are, which is like core. So I think just trying to build the markets up, like with the core stuff has been effective so far and you know, until we get the opportunity for like a really cool, you know, hip hop tour. I think we just keep trudging through the trenches, like on yeah. these corridors and stuff like that, you know, at least for now. Yeah. And how do you like, how is, how is the reception when you guys are playing with like heavy, heavy bands? Because you guys do have some stuff that like straight up sounds like Lincoln Park, you know, but I feel like yeah. everyone loves that sound, but like, how's the reception? Are people standing there just like seeming bored or are they vibing? No. They- like surprisingly, it's very accepted. Um, I mean like yesterday or not yesterday, but a, a couple of days ago, we played this thing called summit fest in Ohio. And bro, we were definitely like the, like diet soda of <laughs> every, like of heaviness of the everyone LaCroix. else. But like, bro, they were, yeah we had the LaCroix dog yeah no they're fucking with it though man I mean like I just feel like it brings out this like and it's different you know what I mean and if you can sell it like like and get them to have fun and like I really like working the crowd and like getting in with the crowd and like being in there getting everyone hype and like exchanging energy and stuff and I feel like as a person, most people can get behind that. And like the, the product just kind of speaks for itself from there and they just lose their shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And honestly, the same experience I found when we do like these hip hop festivals, I mean, half these people have never heard anything fucking like that. So they're just losing their fucking minds. And they're like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And <laughs> it's pretty cool though. Yeah. And it's good to stand out. Uh, like, I mean, even with, with the Browning, like we've played heavy, heavy festivals like, you know, um, you know, we yeah. played shows. We played this one. It was Dying Fetus, Goat Whore and us. You know? <laughs> but like, with, and so obviously we're like a sore thumb with like synthesizers, techno parts. Yeah. But the crowd, like metal fans are there for energy. They're there for totally, just to have this like heavy stuff going on. And what I've learned a lot of times, like. The internet metalheads are uh, like elitists, but the people that are actually at this festival, they're just there to freaking jam. That's super true, bro. I feel like people need to like really pay attention to that part for sure. Cause 
Yeah, and I mean, fuck, we've had our fair share of metal elitist neckbeard dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially when we we're on Napalm Records, bro. Right. Like, dog, some of those comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with some of those comments, man. But yeah, you know, to me, when I see stuff like that, it's I like it, like oh, because sure. I know we're doing something that I'm like, I would rather them shit dog shit on it than like say nothing yeah you know what i mean I'm like talk about it bro go tell your friend you yeah. hate this shit and go share it and tell them how much you hate it because they're gonna check it out just because there's people are way more willing to check out something someone's like yo this is absolute dog shit yeah and they share it. like they're gonna look to check that out over when they post it and be like this this is amazing you know yeah. I, I don't know why but it's just it's like a car accident people just gotta fucking look at it yeah you know? i mean there's bands that almost had careers based off that like design the skyline like oh my god, I haven't heard that shit in forever. Bro. We we toured with them. Really? How was it? I mean, it was um it was interesting because it was like right in their hype of when they were just getting absolutely thrashed. But the thing is they were the most talked about band like almost in the world at the time. Like and yeah. so everyone was just Did that curious. translate like turnout wise. Uh so <laughs> I mean it, it was it was rough. And yeah, and I mean, they weren't necessarily a good live band either. It was better live than on record, but um, they were headlining and and I was not going to even argue that like at all. I was like, go for it. You guys can play last, especially at that time. That was like 11 years ago or something, 10 years ago. And uh, they after like the third date, they asked us if we would headline instead. <laughs> and uh I was like, well, do we do are we like switch and pay? Like will we will we get your guys pay right. then? Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, there's days that um it was literally like by by like three songs into their set, there's like literally one person in the room. You know, and so it was ah, it was rough. But uh people were curious. So people were showing up and they would watch like one song of theirs and then they dip. But you know, it was uh it I don't know if necessarily it it turned into heads or not, but like it was basically like we were headlining, but they were playing after. That's what it felt like. But yeah. even, even at that time, you know, we were still only drawing, you know, fifty people if even. So really any any tour was fine. Yeah. No, I've always liked the way you guys combine all the elements that you have and like whenever like the dubstep like surge like surgeons really came, like, you know, you guys were like kind of right there with yeah. all of that stuff kind of bringing it in have you guys ever done like any like edm fest or anything like that so what we've had is um we've had uh people build festivals around us so oh that's cool yeah. so basically like a promoter that does edm shows and also does metal shows they would put on a festival where we were the headliner and there was like dubstep artists and metal artists throughout the day that's sick and that's so fucking dude if there was like a like that that and then like hip-hop too yeah it's like that it would be so dope yeah and and they one of them we did it was in philadelphia it was it was really cool because there was there was two stages there was like a, a stage upstairs that was like the main stage and that's where the metal band played like all uh -huh. the metal bands and then downstairs 
like directly under it, there was like this underground like rave room, like a dark underground, like like out of what? a movie. And so all the DJs were downstairs and all the metal bands were upstairs. So people were rotating back and forth and they were rotating the artists and everything. It was it was sick. It was a cool setup. That's cool as shit. But if you think about it, like there could be a really optimal setup because the thing is DJs just need a table. So if, Exactly. If, That's why we like doing yeah, that. Yeah. If instead of like two stages you could do that same festival on one stage just whenever Absolutely. the djs play roll the table out you know exactly yeah and, exactly. and then it's just set change time you know the bands can yeah. be changing over it's perfect yeah no it's dope i love that and it kind of keeps that like uh the like the energy up you know what yeah. i mean and something's always happening you know it keeps people in the room longer you yeah. know so here we go so, this is what we do the browning and dropout kings make our own festival right and there we go hey we won't talk too much about it but we're gonna have to work something out here yeah i got some resources too that we can tap in yeah 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 yeah. that would be fucking epic yeah i'm down with it i we're no one just smoke that shit now i'm at the browning and dropout kings festival (laughs) yeah exactly all right yeah no one everyone forget about that no one take our idea we're gonna work on that in the back end and <laughs> yeah, if anyone comes in and tries to make an offer, I'm being like, nah, we made that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I I really, I, I've always been curious because um, the Browning stuff, like not only am I the only vocalist, but I also write all the music as well. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like, I'm just, That's a lot, yeah, I'm kind of just doing this crap myself. But as two vocalists, like how is it writing with a second vocalist? Dude, it's funny because like, somehow I've always been in a band that is like a dual vocalist band for one reason or another. It just ends up that way. But so I've always been kind of like in that type of situ writing situation. Um, so like I, I kind of went into it with like already kind of being prepared because, you know, and like when you're dealing with like different vocalists, like you, you never know, like some people are different and they're like, you know, they're stingy with what, I, you know what I mean? Some people are just like weird. Um, but with, with Bill and I, it's kind of cool. Cause we, a, we have like a, we have really good chemistry and B we get along really well. Um, but yeah, so like it depends on the song, but a lot of the times, like whoever gets to the, cause so like a lot of the times we'll start off with like a beat, just a beat, no instrumental, like no instruments, just like a beat. And that'll kind of give us like the key for the song and then a tempo. And then from there, like I'll usually write the choruses uh, for the most part. And then Eddie or Bill will do it every here and there. Um, But he mostly does the verses. Uh, But, and then we'll kind of like, like whoever starts writing it first, we'll kind of be like, Hey, I'm kind of writing it about, you know, this subject or that subject, you know? And then we'll just be like, okay, and then he'll like spit whatever he has or I'll spit whatever I have. And then we'll kind of just, you know, piece it together and like start recording it and, you know, kind of get the meat and potatoes of everything together. And then once we have that, we start putting riffs on it and like drums and, you know, doing all the little nuanced stuff. But yeah, yeah. Usually we, it's pretty 50 50 with me and him for the most part, like just, we just vibe and, you know, just try to make the best, coolest thing that we can. But it's, it's nice. Like it's nice whenever uh, you, it, the pressure is not all on you to have like the, 
like you make this dope ass chorus and then like you got to make like a really cool verse and then another cool verse you know what i mean so it's kind of nice being able to put a different brain on on paper with all of that stuff i feel like that definitely helps us crank out things um pretty consistently yeah and is there ever like a an issue of like if you're if you come up with a topic or have something you very specifically want to talk about that it's like hard to get the other person on that same topic or are you guys good at like figuring that out together yeah honestly dude we've never really had that issue like and and usually when we're writing about topics we make it so general that like people can kind of make uh an association to like different aspects so like you know, like they could apply it to different situations in their own life. Like yeah. we could be talking about like, you know, someone loses their dad or something. Right. But we're just talking about like dying or right. something, you know what I mean? And people can be like, Oh, well, like that reminds me of, or, you know what I mean? For sure. So I feel like that's kind of a safe way to, to go about it. And, and, and especially even from a writing standpoint, if you make something just super general, like I feel like it gives you more wiggle room to, you know hit a different angle on it or something like that you know yeah and it's good uh for the listener too to make it relatable like if you could if you two are relating to it then so is a lot of people in the audience absolutely and pretty much we always just for the most part write about like personal life experiences and shit you know yeah and um with that as the band i mean i i like that you guys have stuff like the you know like the glitch mob and all that that's or glitch gang sorry and that's you know that's like fun kind of like modern but you also have the stuff like i ain't depressed that is a bit more of a serious like content matter and yeah and uh in your like in in what you're doing with the band because it is a very hype band but for me one thing i really like about rap is you can be a lot more detailed about like feelings and about like what you're trying to say and so do you like um writing the more hype stuff more or do you like writing the more like purposeful stuff more dude it's funny because it so depends on the day like however i'm feeling that day will kind of dictate like what the vibe is you know like some will just be like super fucking hype and you know that usually translates to like a hype song being born you know and like some days when i'm kind of like going through some shit or whatever i'm just thinking about stuff like that's usually the day where a freaking like chill one comes out or like a more like detailed like more like heartfelt type of of song comes out but i we we've always been one of those we've always on on the records that we do we try to really like because we're still we're still a young band you know like we're still trying to figure out what the hell we're we want to do with it and what direction we want to take it in you know so we really try to like shotgun a ton of different shit on one album and just to a show kind of people like what we can what we can do like in in all these different fields and then you know, and then B, it kind of gives us a baseline. It's like, hey, okay, people like these tr- types of tracks more than these types of tracks. What style you know, do you like, think fans are gravitating towards? You know, I mean, Glitch Gang's always been, ever since it came out, the most popular one. And, um, you know, probably I would say like the hype songs. But then it's weird because, <clears throat> it's funny because like, we'll, we'll like post on Facebook and you know, just be like, what's what song's your favorite? 
bro the answers are fucking like literally all over the place yeah. so it's just like damn you can't even get like a baseline half right. the time like what do they like but it's kind of cool because it just means like hey i guess we can just keep doing you know whatever the fuck yep. and then it's just gonna be chill you know <laughs> yeah and i think that has to do with the style being uh so diverse because i get the same thing in the browning uh where um with with using synthesizers and you know different styles of vocals um it's hard for people to pick because there's so much variation whereas if it's like if you're just sitting there slamming some deathcore death metal the whole time there's probably one song that has something very specific that people would like whereas like there's so many bits and pieces from every single song and styles like ours that people can choose from because i get the same thing it's like it, I, I just think that there's so much different stuff to pick and choose from. Like, and there's, there's with the Browning, I'm very surprised that uh, a lot of the most popular Browning songs are kind of the more chill, like really melodic ones. Um, but then a lot of people also say the heavy, but I feel like with uh, like the Browning's music, um, people I'll say list your three favorite songs. I think this is kind of a, a good way to judge certain things because there are certain uh, people will say I one person will list three songs that are all high energy. And then another person will list three songs that are all melodic. And so it's like, you're kind of given the heavy people, multiple songs to choose from that are heavy and aggressive, but you're given the melodic people, multiple songs that are melodic. And so, whereas if you just had one melodic song, someone that specifically likes melodic songs might not have enough to care about the record you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's super true. And, uh, I mean, I, I really like your guys energy. Um, but I also, like I said, with, with rap, I really do. And I do like songs that, um, are more emotional because I think you can get more in depth with the lyrics and everything. Yeah, Um, I agree. And Bill's super descriptive in his raps and shit too. So I really like take people down like this story. That's what I feel like is cool about the dynamic. Cause like I try to come up like the very simplistic choruses that you kind of like hear one time and you'll like remember it. And then you'll kind of hit it with like, all right, now I'm going to take you through like the story. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool. Well, and there, there's also a difference too from, this is one, uh, I think big, um, upside that you guys have an advantage is like he's in a like an advanced level rapper he's not some metal dude that learned how to rap you know right and because like i've i've done rap stuff and i write rap stuff and the browning has rap stuff in it but it is coming from like a more amateur level of rapping whenever i'm doing it because i'm just you know i i didn't necessarily grow up in that i did but it's not what i'm like the best at and so the fact that he is was and still is dedicated to rap full on like he has an, a whole nother level like he's not doing corny rhymes he's not doing corny basic patterns he's doing stuff that's like more advanced and so i think that's a massive advantage that you guys have thank you man i appreciate that yeah no nah, he's definitely crazy with that shit it's pretty insane bro <laughs> that's awesome nah, i appreciate that though yeah and so with you guys um the one concern about like doing genre blending like this um is and also specifically with the um the rap element there's a lot of artists that have uh combined this rap element with metal and i i feel like a lot of them get stuck in this thing of being like um this is exactly what we sound like and this is exactly what we're gonna 
Like it starts getting too samey. Like I would say, yeah. I, I would say Attila for an example. Um, and do you guys, how do you guys make sure you don't get stuck in this thing of like every song sounds like glitch gang or, or you're just stuck in like, this is exactly what we have to do. Like, what are you yeah. guys going to do to advance the sound? Yeah. So I feel like we always kind of, <clears throat> so if we sit down to like work on an actual wreck, cause like we're always kind of like writing for the most part, at yeah. least like me and Bill. So like we'll, we'll come with a bunch of shit already, but then we'll also kind of have a structure where like, we need like three radio type singles. We need like three fucking heavy ones and like three rap, more rap influence ones. You know what I mean? So we go in there like knowing like there's three of these, three of these, three of these, and then one like fucking outlier or something, you know? Yeah. Um. So I feel like that kind of keeps it balanced and, you know, we can just going off like historical data, you know, like off of other tracks, like, why were they fucking with this one or blah, blah. Like, how can we like make glitch gang version 2.0, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, but not be the same iteration of that, you know? And I, I feel one thing that we have going for us that kind of makes it easier is that, uh, we're still such a young band that like, we're, like I said earlier, we're really still trying to figure out like what we are even, so I feel like with that, you're always just trying to push the envelope with everything you do. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. constantly trying to outdo yourself type shit. So I feel like that's like a big driving force too, is just, you know, trying to just create something different, you know, yeah. um, for better or for worse. You know what I mean? It's like, you just got to get the idea out there and, you know, just yeah. see what happens. And so you guys, uh, about four years now, you've been putting out music, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and you guys are sitting at a pretty good amount of monthly listeners, like 230, something like that. Uh, yeah. And that's really good. Uh, what so far in your four years of doing stuff, which three of which have been in COVID, like, uh, mm-hmm. and so it's like, it's almost like you, you didn't even get able to like fully start because, you know, yeah. there's. Right when you started, there was a three-year hi- hiatus. But um, yeah. what has been the most difficult part so far? I would say that's a good question. I would probably say, well, you know, COVID, that, that was a really big hurdle to overcome. And you know one thing, at least with this project, going back to like the bad, the downsides of like being a, like a fusion quote unquote, like type of thing is like, sometimes you're too metal for the hip hop stuff. And sometimes you're too hip hop for the metal stuff, depending on like, like I'm mostly talking about like festivals and support viewers. Right. So like, I feel like there's always a level of that, because they're either going to love it or hate it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like that's been a thing at, at, at some level, but dude, also just trying to like maintain course, despite the crazy ass curveballs that life tends to throw at you like COVID, you know what I mean? And right. You know, like you start getting a bit of traction going and now you're taking fucking one step forward and 15 back, you know, and just yeah. trying to get off of, what you're good at and you know and it's crazy because covid like it changed my life for the better as much as i hate saying that it, it's true you know yeah. it, like really changed the game for me like 
really helped my relationship with my fiance even. And, you know, I mean, fuck, that was as long as I've been home since I was like 18 years old, you yeah. know, uh, at one time. So, uh, yeah, you know, I feel like things like that are really tough. And honestly, just like dealing with life and, you know, you when my band has six members in it, including me, and that's a lot of people to kind of like to you already know how hard it is just getting a bunch of people to be like, drop everything you're fucking doing and come get in this fucking van for X amount of time. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so tough, bro. Just to find the, and like, just making sure people aren't like fucking crazy or doing anything stupid. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Just finding the right people, you know, like that's, that's been a struggle over the years, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I feel like all those things uh definitely some big hurdles. Yeah, I mean it it is hard like you said. You guys um clearly have gotten hype and gotten attention since since you've started and you you have to take advantage of that when you can. But yeah, so we're saying like you really have to take advantage of getting that hype and having that moment and have to do it. But like you said you have six people that you have to align in that moment, you know? Yeah, no, it's tough. And like, like I was saying before, you know, like when COVID, it was crazy because when we dropped our last album, it was literally a week before everything shut down for COVID. So like, yeah. it was yeah. probably like one of the worst times to drop something, right? And then, but it was interesting because like we dropped that. I mean, it still did good and everything, but just just the state of the world was so crazy um that it just didn't i feel like didn't get the shine that it could have gotten but like you know that being said like i feel like the one thing that we were always pretty good at was like social media stuff so like the one thing that covid did provide was like for the first time like ever i feel like was a an even playing field in the industry like it was one obstacle that it didn't matter how big or small of an of an act you were like you felt it right like i feel like the the teams that had the most hands in the pot felt it the most because it derailed everything so hard and like it takes so much to like get these bigger bands like moving and like doing stuff i just feel like uh a lot of them like kind of started falling off a little bit right and then like the got the bands that kind of had their nose to the grindstone kind of pivoted and like kind of paced them a little bit you know what i mean so i feel like that's kind of where actually uh at least we started getting most of like our fan base was during that period of time uh because we were just keeping it flowing you know what i mean i'm like well fuck we can't tour we can't do this like i want to make content you know what i mean and it kind of just kept moving the needle for the because i'm like you know what i don't even i realize i'm like dude with conversion ads and stuff i'm like i don't even need to leave the crib like i can do more damage at my house and on my fucking computer than like going out and playing these shows anyways you know so it was it was it was an interesting time um but yeah yeah it's it was crazy yeah and i mean you you guys are coming out of it and you're staying busy right now and uh yeah you're, so definitely. you're taking advantage of having built all this stuff over the course of that break into 
now uh, being able to fully get out there. So are you now trying to take advantage of the of the everything opening back up? Are you dropping an album soon and hitting the road just full time and everything? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got literally the rest of this year booked out. Um, and then we got like this ship rocked thing uh, yeah. next year. Yeah, that's going to be fucking cool. I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, we got the rest of this year booked out. Um, next year, I literally just want to do like straight support tours yeah. if possible. Um, yeah, we did just finish a new record. Finally got like the final masters in hand and everything. So I'm going to be dropping that sometime next year. Um, What's your favorite part yeah. of the creative process of making these records? Like what is your your like the your favorite most enjoyable moments like in there honestly dude i hate being in the studio dog i I, like hate writing in the studio like for me i like just being at the crib just being able to write on my own time and like just really put the time and like the heart into it uh i feel like when i'm like in the studio I feel limited. Like I got to think of some fire shit right now today, you know, and I hate that because it's just a lot of pressure. So like I try to keep it chill and come to the studio with a lot of shit, but I think my favorite thing is like when you're just chilling there and like you finally think of the coolest thing you can think of or whatever. And you're just like, Oh, okay. This fucking slaps. Like I can't wait to go record this. Like that is a good feeling, you know, like, I mean, when, like releasing shit that's always stressful you know like even though i like doing it it's just uh it's a lot to worry about but when you when it's out there and you start getting the responses and everything like that's pretty cool but yeah definitely uh just when you think of like that cool thing where you're like oh this is sick and then bill will come in with like oh dude i thought of a cool ass verse for this and then it comes together like it's really cool when you can just sit back and listen to it at the end and you're like bro i fucking wrote this eating a mcchicken like driving in my car you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah, and i i agree i my favorite part is like actually writing doing the pre-production listening to it in the car and just uh you know yeah hearing all that like um personally i don't i don't ever want to go to an actual studio ever again like really i just i want to record everything myself and just like be chilling be comfortable do it on my own time like that's that's how I always want to handle it because I'm I don't like being rushed. I don't like feeling like someone else is trying yeah. to rush me. Like I just want to take my time, yeah, do it and chill. And um, you said like the release is is stressful, and I would agree. Like whenever the music is actually dropping and you're trying to build and you're trying to build up hype, and then I I hate the numbers of it. Like I hate caring about how many yeah. views it gets in the first day. I hate. I know. I can't stand it. Um, I know. I love seeing the responses and people talking about the songs. It also, right. like, even though I I say I don't care, but about this, but I also hate. Um, I hate just waiting for the comments of people like trashing the mix I, or. <laughs> you know, I always I always find it interesting how there could be fucking two thousand positive comments and you there's one negative one and guess which one you focus on exactly you know what i mean it's just it's one of those things that's just funny you know what i mean it is and it's like you know that you can't appease everyone but still that one you're sitting there there thinking about it and you're like 
I no, yeah. I, I can't. Re- I can't respond. I, and you know, just, <laughs> yeah, you want to so bad. They're like, these lyrics are stupid. I the know. vocals just suck. Like, why would you guys even do that? And you want to be like, uh, because I can. And you know, sorry, it's not good enough for you. But then you're like, I'm just not going to respond. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I just feel bad for those people half the time. I'm like, dude, it must fucking suck being you. Like, <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs> Definitely. To to feel so, like, offended, I guess, that, that you didn't like yeah. something that you feel, think you have to comment. It's, like right. it's like the Karens of the metalcore world. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's just, it, it's funny, too, because it's just, like, they would never in a million years fucking say it to your face and would probably like pretty much suck your dick in person, but they would like just spit over a keyboard and just like, I try not to take it too seriously. And you know, like I'll entertain some of the comments, like I won't like kind of go like, you know, head to toe with the, or toe to toe toe -toe -toe with someone, but like, I'll just be like, Hey man, like, sorry, you didn't fuck with it. Like, you know, I got to, we got another track coming. It's like, you know, it's interestingly enough, like there's been a couple times where I'll respond to a couple of negative comments and like literally will turn them into a fan. And that shit's always right. really cool. Yeah. I've like, there's some that I just, I have to respond to. Oh, and yeah. Like there was one, um, whenever we released Carnage off of our last record, um, that had like, you know, Jake Hill was featured on it. It had big rap part and everything. Yeah. That's fucking epic. Bro. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. And one of the comments, um that commented on it said i've been a fan of the browning for 95 years and i just hate the fact that you guys are following trends and trying to do rap like you need to appease your og fans and i'm like when this was a project and i was 15 years old and and doing it on myspace it started as a rap metal project so like right. I, I had to say to that dude so- i said i've been doing rap metal since like 10 years now and like i just can't stand those people when they're like i'm a fan and you guys just absolutely ruined this for me and it's like i can't stand that (laughs) i feel like it's really similar to how like uh like some kind of like big product or something will like change the way they do something like i've been a customer for (laughs) 60 years you'll never get another dime out of me because you changed the recipe or whatever you know what i mean like (laughs) got such similar vibes to that you know and it's because it's the same type of fucking people you know what i mean yeah just go buy a different ketchup like you know yeah exactly (laughs) like okay i'm I'm not sad that you're gone bro yeah and obviously um, don't super fuck with me anyways if you're gonna shit on me over one song you haven't even heard everything yeah and especially like on that album um i I actually didn't have a lot of rap on that album jake's hill jake hill's part was the only one and it was like 35 seconds so I'm pretty sure I said to him, I said, this album's 52 minutes long and it has a 35 second rap part and it's ruined the whole thing for you. <laughs> yeah, like, get over it, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah man. It's, uh, people are, people are interesting sometimes. And, uh, so, with and it's the, like, the shit we thought was cool when we were 15 uh-huh. on MySpace making shit is way different now that we're like, you know, in our 30s and shit. Right. Yeah. And with, with that, like, I'm sure you guys just have all sorts of 
stuff with like those elitist metal heads like really when you oh, guys drop a song yeah, like dude. so especially you guys were on Absolutely. napalm like i'm sure so many of the napalm records fans were like this was a good bro. label and now you guys are no they fucking hated it bro like the amount of hate comment it was it would be like dude the videos would have more dislikes than likes sometimes <laughs> Like it was, but honestly, it kind of made the videos pop off even more. Yeah. Because they're sharing it and dog shitting it. And some people would be like, I actually fuck with this. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, keep talking about it. You know, like keep fucking hating it. Like I would much rather you share it because you hate it than just don't say fucking anything. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. You- like as an artist, your, your fucking whole job is to elicit an emotional response. And whether that's positive or negative, like I still did my job at the end of the day. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. The worst thing that can happen is for the listener to be like, meh, and then move on. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> I'd rather it be polarizing and they'd be like, I fucking hate it for all these reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I hate to say it, uh, but like in the, in the modern world, and maybe it's just because I am so, um, I I've been so involved with music. I work on so much music that it is kind of hard to get me very excited about like new music that comes out. Um, it takes a certain style. Um, and it it is usually these creative realms. So like, in right. in the modern world, like how do you feel about the state of this modern new metal? Do you think that people are doing stuff that's interesting enough to get your attention, or is it is it kind of just underwhelming to you? Like, how do you feel about it, dude? I'm not gonna front. Like, I feel like a lot of it is over. Or sorry, underwhelming. Um. It just, I feel like I've heard it all before, yeah. you know, for the most part. Uh, and, and there's nothing really being added. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, okay, they're in a scale and they're doing whatever. And it's the same, though. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel like the majority of it is like that. But then, you know, there's always those times where you'll hear one track or whatever that's like really hidden. But yeah, I feel like... Um, I just feel like a lot of people lack the ability to a put in that dynamic and b just really like have that. There just needs. I feel like with a lot of the bands, there's just nothing outside of the music for people to really grab onto emotionally. And so like they, it's like a cat. Like they play with the toy for like ten minutes and they're bored and they're like on to the next thing. You know what I mean? I feel like. Yeah where bands really lack is like the storytelling aspect of everything and just like letting them be a fly on the wall in your life. And like, I feel like even just besides the music, like people doing that kind of stuff is so much more effective. And it, it, like, if you hit people with that kind of shit, like that, the people watching that, I mean, like that's the dude that's coming to every show, buying every shirt, you know what I mean? Like every fucking VIP package because they feel like they know you, you know what I mean? So right. like adding characteristics into the songs, like how we'll have like hella Pokemon references and different anime references. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of shit that keeps people listening to. So they're like, yo, they had a bar about fucking street fighter in there. That was like hard as fuck. You know right. what I mean? And like, that's where I feel like keeps the people coming back, at least for us is like those little characteristics that kind of just set it apart. Cause you putting your personality in there and it's not just like cookie cutter, like do this mm-hmm. chorus like this, because that's how these people like this, how like new metal choruses are supposed to be, you know, type yeah. shit. 
Yeah, and I mean, you guys do have much more of a personality than a lot of the than a lot of like typical core bands would let off because a lot of people are very very serious. I, I miss the kind of unserious serious side of metal. Like, I, yeah, and so, I agree with that. Yeah, and so you guys are fun. You guys are doing videos a lot. Yeah. That, that's being we gotta take ourselves too serious. We always like to take the piss out of everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. we're not very serious people. Yeah, right. you know I mean, we're, and and plus, I'm like, bro, you come to a show. I don't want you to be fucking serious the whole time. I want you to be fucking like fighting, drinking, exactly. smoking. You know, like kicking it. <laughs> yeah, you guys are trying to have a party, and I mean, even even right. even with me, like. I'm straight edge, but on stage, I'm like, this is a party. This is time to have fun and time to let Absolutely. loose and do the thing, you know? Like, cause even I'm yeah, there, yeah. I'm there to party with the crowd and everything, you know? It's, Hell yeah, it's man. And, like, I'm not, I'm not about to just be like, let's all stand here with our fucking arms crossed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> I've always thought about that. Like it would, I, these huge bands say like freaking Coldplay or, you know, stuff like that. It would be so strange to be in a band where actually you want the crowd to just stand there and sing, you know, or something like that. It's like it would feel so awkward being on a stage where I didn't see a ton of movement, you know, and I guess it's just a totally different vibe. But I have to have a lot of energy whenever I'm out there. Dog, me fucking too. It's like, you know, I've always felt about like, uh. And I feel like some artists are different, but for the most part, because, uh, you know, like people at concerts will always be like, I, uh, the, the exchange of energy, like it's my favorite thing. Like, I feel like with us, we're like, give us all the fucking energy. We're like making a spirit bomb, Dragon Ball Z style, <laughs> or like give us the fucking energy and then we'll give it back to you. You know yeah. what I mean? So I feel like, like some people are more selfish and they're like, yo, I want like all this shit, you know, like give me it all. But then like, they'll kind of just be chilling, you know, but there's like others that are like, they feed off just the crowd's energy. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, it's interesting though. Like there's all these different dynamics. Like some people are energy givers, some are takers, some are like equal, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting to see uh, the different bands and like how they work the crowd and everything. Yeah. Who do you think is one of the best bands that works the crowd? Well, right now, dude, fucking pale face, bro. Really? (laughs) dog that guy he came so they played right before us and the dude's what like 21 he's so fucking young like but he's a fucking force bro like they played right before us at uh that that uh full force festival and like the second this fucking dude came out bro he just like stood there looking menacing as fuck like hard as shit and just immediately just commanded the respect of the crowd. And like, they just started losing their fucking shit, bro. Yeah. Like it was just so cool. And I was like, you guys are something, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't feel that way about all that. It takes a lot, you know, but just especially first impression, but like, man, like I can't say enough good things about those guys. Like they're just fucking so cool, man. How I can't it, wait till they do America. Dude. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a lot going on for them that um, is set, setting them apart, like definitely. And yeah. um, really good, humble guys and too. Great guys. Yeah, you know. Yep, exactly. And how how did it feel following something like that? Or did you feel like they set the tone, like they got it going? Oh, they it. set the tone, but I low key was nervous. High key was nervous <laughs> as fuck. I was like, damn, bro, like 
They fucked shit up. But you know what, dude? We went after him and to fucking crushed it. It was so fun. But they did set the tone and it was a uh, it was a fucking high bar to to follow. It was like holy fuck. Like yeah. they really weird. But that's fuck a shit that's a perfect dynamic though. Like imagine going from <laughs> then into a another band that is yeah. like like it's it was good right. that you guys followed that so the crowd could yeah, you know, it had a, had some dynamics. Yeah, and I feel like if I go into a show and I'm all loosey goosey and nonchalant, those are the shows that get fucked up. Like I need to be nervous for a show. I need to have a little bit of stress. You know what I mean? Like that's where I, I feel like everything just, you know, nothing. You know, without fucking struggle, there's no progression. You know, so it's right. like I always need a little bit of fucking stress, a little bit of nerves, and like that. Those that's the recipe for a really good performance for me, at least. Yeah. Well, they say like. It, the moment you like kind of stop paying attention or take things for granted, that's whenever, you know, you can be lackadaisical on, you know, that's super fucking true. You know, even the days where like everything's super fucking shitty or whatever on tour and mm-hmm. like, I'm making a stink about whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> it's just, I just got to put myself in check sometimes or like, I mean, even like my manager has been like, yo, chill the fuck out. Like blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, it's like, I need that sometimes. Cause it's like, you so mm-hmm. you get lost in the sauce, you know <laughs> what I mean? And like, sometimes you just got to remember, like, you should be thankful for all the fucking problems you have, yeah. you know? Cause I would be loving to have these problems four years ago, Yeah, for you know? Sure. I mean? So it's like, you know, you get those questionnaires from a fucking interview, that you got to fill out with like a paragraph each question. And there's 35 questions. And the first one is what inspires you? You know what I'm saying? It's like, fuck, I don't want to do this, man. Right. (laughs) But you know, it's just like, you know, just little things like that. But you're like, you know what? At least people want to fucking interview me. You know what I mean? And that's like the kind of shit that keeps me going. Or like, you know, sometimes you'll play a market that's not a strong one for you and you show up and there's not a ton of people, but you know, and like it, it sucks doing that sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, yo, there was two people in this crowd that drove four hours to this yep. fucking show. You know what I mean? And like, those are the kind of things that I'm like, and I try to re- like remember the people as much as I can. Yep. It gets fucking harder the more people you meet, bro. Like your brain just kicks someone to the curb to remember a new person. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, even if, especially if I talk to him before the show or something, like I always try to go into the crowd and like really just try to have the, like a really cool special moment with those people. And, you know, it's like, those are the things that like it's energy transfer going back to that. It's like, it's uh like alchemy, bro. It's like you, it, as above, so below, like you, like energy is one of those things can't be created or destroyed, only displaced. So it's like, you take all the negative energy and try to make it a positive, you know? And, yeah. I feel like that's the way to be, you know, in, in this life. It's it's tough out here, as you know. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think that that's super important. Early on in, in a band's career, you people should be out there directly interacting with the people that care the most. Cause, Absolutely. And, like, even still today, like, I will know exactly, like, if I'm going to Des Moines, I know exactly certain people yeah. are going to be there and we kick it <laughs> exactly, we hang out, bro. and it's just it's nice uh to have those people because also like I mean, even if i'm not on tour i could hit that person up and say i need a place to stay and they're gonna let they're gonna let dude, me fucking i was 
I was just about to go there with it. I mean, literally just yesterday, like when our van got fucked, like the, we knew we had a few hardcore fans that were at that show specific. I mean, they fucking helped us. I mean, like, bro, we broke a leaf spring on a trailer one time. You know, fucking one of our super fan people, like, fucking came through with the jack, fucking helped us out. You know, mm. like, one guy worked at a tire store because with a fucking tire, you know, <laughs> obviously places to stay. And it's like, you know, I mean, dude, those fucking, I mean, when those people come in clutch, man, they really come in yeah, clutch, dude. Exactly. You know, like, I feel like touring has taught me that. And especially over in Europe, you know, it's like. Mm. everyone thinks everyone's so different and like they are at the core level i guess like everyone's an individual but at the same time like everyone really just wants the same fucking shit you know they want to be happy they want their families to be taken care of they want they laugh at the they think the same things are funny you know that was another thing like even through the language barriers and some like, like it's just interesting how different people's upbringings are, but they still think the same things are funny. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's cool, you know? And I feel like that's like the coolest thing about touring is the people, you know what I mean? Like, even though some days I'll have social anxiety and I'll be like, yo, like, you know, you have people like coming up to you and I'm like, Hey, can I just get like 20 minutes? Like I just got a hell of bad fucking anxiety. Like, let me just, fucking go back here, kick it for a bit and just recharge. And like, I'll be out here and we'll fucking chop it up, smoke yeah. one, do whatever, you know what I mean? And surprisingly, like so many people are very understanding of that. So that's another thing for anyone, you know, scoping this. It's just like, you know, fucking, you can tell people that kind of thing, you yeah. know, and like, they'll be fine with it. Like, you know, cause I would rather do that than, someone come up to, to you and then you be an asshole or whatever inadvertently. And then, you know what I mean? Then you're marked with that exactly. the rest of your life with that person. You know what I mean? I fucking hate when people are mad at me, dog. Like I can't <laughs> stand that. Yeah. Like, so it's just like, I gotta get it fixed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I agree. Like it, I've made so many friends overseas and it it's so interesting to, um, just know for a fact that, even if I go over there, I have people that I can connect with that will, you know, I we can stay at their house if we need to, and they they'll show us around town and just knowing yeah. knowing that people. I love that part. Yeah, no, even knowing people that are so far away, like you said, are so similar and are all just trying to, you know, like you said, have a good time. And especially with heavy music, bringing so many people together, like I love that. And I, Me too. I, I streamed on Twitch for a long time, uh, and. Uh, I have a big German community of uh, not only Browning fans, yeah. but fans of that. I, I bet you're big in Germany, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I bet they and, love music. Yeah, and especially electronic music, too. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of the fans from that, just from meeting through being Browning fans, being in my streams, <laughs> they like made a group and they were all going to like festivals together and stuff. And so... Yeah, it's I awesome. See, I love... And- and I, I fucking love that. And once again, I feel like that's a huge piece that a lot of bands miss out on is like the sense of community, right? Like yep. creating those echo chambers essentially of like, these people have one thing in common. They fuck with this band. Yep. And with that comes like, they, you know what I mean? Like they have that common ground and they can like talk to each other and you know what I mean? And I feel like, that is one of the most like rewarding parts of and fulfilling parts of like doing what we do is like, you know, cause we, 
are selling a product, right? But like our product has this unique property of like, it's subjectively what it is. And like, it makes you feel a way about, and like, that's pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I do love that. Just the connection. And that's one thing metal has that maybe some other genres might not, at least it Mm -hmm. feels like it. And we have the, this, this one big fan that we have, his name's Howie. I uh, he and his younger sister they're like 22 years apart or something like that and Whoa. they but they both figured out that they both love the brownings music and that's the thing that like they go to shows together now because they realize they bonded Dude, over cool music and so like that was the I love one. that it's so sick and that's it's something that I just love about metal is the community aspect and how we're all here together it reminds me of like thinking back to old movies when metalheads would like get their records and be sitting in there, like listening to the new, yeah. <laughs> you know, the new Metallica record together or whatever it be. I, I just love that. Yeah. No, nah, me too, man. It's definitely like my favorite part of, of doing shit. And like, just going back to like the knowing people all over the place, like it just feels good when you're like, you know, you're 2000 miles or more away from wherever the fuck your, your home is. But like, you know, and you don't know anyone where you're at, but then, when those people do come and you know them, like it's just such like a relief to be like, Oh, finally someone I fucking know. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just feels nice to just be like catch up and like feel like normal, I guess, you know? Yep. I'd, I'd have to agree. I'm all about it. And, you know, also meeting, um, other band dudes, you know, and you know, yeah, totally, man. There's so many cool ones out there. Yeah, and like even me and you talking here now, I'm trying to see if you guys are playing near me so that I can come kick it. <laughs> yeah, I would. We would love that, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and man, I I really love everything that you guys got going on. You guys, I think that in in the metal scene, I think that give it an. I think that there's always this inevitable, like you. You said that it's a grind. You got to stick to it. Your uh, nose to the ground, I think, is the term. I don't know. Uh, Whatever it is. Like, I think that inevitably, even without like a big hype moment, I think that about five to six years, you guys are going to be on top, like on on the top of the game. Um, And so it it just takes bands time sometimes. But I think that like like you guys like album four or something, I think you guys are going to be like, like up there. So I'm very stoked to see it. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate that means a lot coming from you, dude. You know what I mean? That's fucking awesome, bro. And, you know, like I hope in the future, I mean, I feel like that's inevitable too. just in the future. We got to link up and and make some shit happen. Oh yeah. And congrats on Keen, bro. I love that. Keen's my my guy. When I saw that, I was like, yo, that is fucking epic. He told me to say, to say what's up for him. Yeah, I fucking love him. He's such a good guy, man. Such a good addition to the squad. Heck yeah. Yeah, he's he's great to be around. Like you said, it's about finding the right people that are all in this together yeah. and that you can have a good time with and get along and everything. Yeah. And, and I so. feel like in going back to what you're saying about like the nose to the grindstone thing, it's like perseverance over everything, bro. Yeah, dude. Like if you just fucking maintain i mean look at bring me the horizon yeah you know what i'm saying like fucking compare like this is what the edge of your seat is made for type shit compared to like septernal you know what i mean it's just like they were just in the game forever and it finally just happened well like look look at lorna shore 
Like they were a band for a long oh, time. I know. Went, went through, went, they went through so much crap, and then here so they are. So much. <laughs> I know. It's it's astounding. You know, it's funny too because like a lot of people like don't even remember all of that shit that happened before Will. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and it's just it goes to show, like you just said, pers- perseverance. They they stuck yeah. through it. They it's really, amazing they came out of that shit, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. And and I, I gotta give them credit and, for that. And you guys, like I said, I think if you guys stay on that grind, you're gonna be there. But you guys also have the potential to have a big hype moment, like a big single that pops you off. So it could happen even earlier. You just gotta keep going at it. I appreciate that, man. I'm gonna add that fuel to the fire, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Well, man, I, I'm gonna about to check your dates right when we get off while I'm eating dinner, yeah, and I'm gonna see if yeah. you're coming near. But I appreciate you here talking to me. Oh God, yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was an absolute pleasure. Heck yeah! All right, well, I will see you here soon, man. Peace out. Yeah, man. Take it easy, brother. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening through that episode and making it all the way to the end. And before you move on to the next episode, I would like to ask you again to please leave a five-star review. That helps push us to the algorithm, and we are one of the fastest-growing metal podcasts in the world. And so that helps it grow even more and to reach more people. And so again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace out.